It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. And a good Saturday morning to everyone. This is Ashley Frasca sitting in the chair for Walter Reeves this Saturday morning. Welcome to yet another edition of the Lawn and Garden Show. We are here every Saturday. It's been like 23 years, 24 years, so you've come to expect to hear the Lawn and Garden Show at this time every week. Welcome. It's eight minutes after the hour, 61 degrees on Peachtree Street. That's not bad considering the up and down temperature swings we've been experiencing here lately getting into fall. I am joined in the studio by Mickey Gasway of Pike Nursery. Good morning, Mickey. Good morning. And Joe Lample, host of Growing a Greener World. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Good when morning. I, when I wrote my notes, which I don't even need notes for you guys because we've known each other for years now, but I was like, Joe Lample, host, author, gardener, blogger. So what did I miss? Cute guy. Joe Gardner. Adorable. Absolutely. <laughs> And I, I gave you, paid you a big compliment this morning, getting ready to tell the security officers, like, the blonde guy. No, no, the gray-headed guy. <laughs> and then it was back to reality. Wah, wah, wah. But you wear it well. I went blonde to cover up the gray, so maybe I was getting a little confused. But welcome, both of you. So first, I want to start with you, Joe. What new adventures are you uh, experiencing since we spoke last a few months ago? We, uh, we're back off the road from filming several episodes for Growing a Greener World Season 9, which airs in 2018, oh. sometime next summer in B. Beyond, but we have to do all of that, a lot of that work in advance. But we've been to some amazing places. So I'm very excited about that. Some highlights of my career recently. Do you so. stay within the United States or you travel? Yeah, no, I don't even like to go out of the U.S. There's okay. too many great stories here and it's too much of a hassle to leave. True. Too. Very true. And coming back, mind you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So just stay put. And Mickey, what is new with you and with Pike Nursery? Well, we've got a great sale going on, so we've been working on that, but we're getting ready for Christmas. We're going to have Christmas trees in, you know, in another three weeks, and so we're we're working to get everything out, so we want everybody to buy everything so that we can have room for the Christmas trees. The, the sale, we do have details coming yeah, out throughout it, the show. It is going to be a fantastic sale this is. weekend at Pike Nursery. It really is. Now, with your garden talks, when you go on behalf of Pike Nursery and talk to homeowners associations and garden clubs and things like that, do those kind of things start to wind down this time of year, or is no. there always a topic that you can be out there talking There's about? There's always a topic. You said... December, we don't do a lot because a lot of people have their Christmas parties and things like that. But the rest of the year, you know, I do every week. So if anybody needs a gardener, I mean, a garden talk. You call us. You Let call us and we'll get you in touch with Mickey. And call us with your garden questions today. We are here until 9 o'clock. 404 is the number following us, of course, is the tall and awkward and lanky Dave Baker. 9 to only 11.30 today. His show is preempted just a bit for the uh, UGA football tailgate. And then, of course, the Georgia Bulldogs face off with the South Carolina Gamecocks today. Coming off of a huge high and a big win over Florida Everyone's excited about today's game. So 404-872-0750. Of course, as always, staying within tradition, our first caller of the morning, it's Nicole. Good morning. Ashley. You didn't let us down. How are you? Fine, fine. Both of you. Uh, three of you. Yeah. So what is going on in your world down there in Griffin? Um, Not much. A lot of gardening, a lot of cleaning up and uh, pansy oven, and uh, if 
somebody, uh, three of you know anything about vine, when do we cut them, cross vine mostly, and those little vines that come in springtime, clematis and... Oh, okay. It depends on the clematis. Some of them bloom on old wood, and some of them bloom on new wood, and some of them bloom over and over and over again. So you need to figure out what kind of clematis you've got, and then you'll know when to cut it. When to cut it? Yeah. It's this time of year or after they bloom? It it depends. on If they're blooming in the spring, you need to leave them up this time of year. But if they bloom in the summer, then you can cut them back usually this time of year. So you just need to look and see what kind you've got and when it blooms. Then you can decide when you need to cut it back. So the big cross vines that go everywhere, it's the time... Um, because there's a lot of, this year especially, I cut mine four times. I couldn't believe it. Oh, wow. And uh, there's a lot of growth. So the green growth, if we cut it, it don't feed the big vine, the, the, the bottom vine. Is it the roots? Because the green is feeding the roots. So if we cut all the green, the big vine, mother vines, got a heck of a time. Yes, no, ma'am. So maybe she's sure. afraid of taking energy away. Yeah, yeah, so it can't photosynthesize, time. but still, um, I think you can cut. When, do, when does the cross vine bloom? Do you remember when yours uh, bloomed? Springtime, you cannot see green, you just see red. I okay. Mean, you know, lots of bloom. Well, then don't cut it until after that. So, uh, mm. I, I did cut mine because they went, you know, uh, over the arbor. And well, yeah, if you've like got it. to do too much, then then that's fine. But just know that the wood that it puts on, it's not going to get flowers on it if it blows Okay, so a third, a third of the vine, isn't it? Right. So that's yeah. what you, I, I've struggled with that. We have an arbor in the backyard. We've been in this house for seven years, and I've struggled with what flowering vine I want over the arbor. So you took the leap and you went with cross vine, Nicole? Yeah, I mean, so cross vine has got a lot of energy, and they want to climb. I mean, it, it grows those long spurs to attach to something. But then again, they are not uh, destructive like... Uh, Wisteria. That's what I uh, really wanted, but Walter was like, no, 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 no. no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's not, it's not destructive. It's a lighter weight, and like you said, you just trim it just to maintain it every now and then, right? Yeah, it's, uh, uh, well... Two years back, I had to cut drastically because I was painting, so I put a big plastic around it. You should have seen the next spring how vigorous she was. Wow. Because you don't have to maintain all the green. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. Especially cross vine. Beautiful. Makes sense. So what else is going on? What do you see down there? Did did the frost kill off a lot of your things and last then, week? At, at my house, for some reason, a lot of tree and whatever it was underneath the tree, you know, it didn't uh, kill anything except maybe the elephant ears mm-hmm. because yeah. they're big, they're fragile, you know. But I have a lot of pansy. Good grief! Pansies are good. doing good. Good. Yes, and mom, mom, come back. Um, that kind of mom is red with the inside is yellow. I don't know the name of it. Oh, yeah. I don't know. They are very so tough. I've been, I've been going down for a good 20 years in the area to come mm-hmm. back. And I, you have to know when to cut them, too, after oh, they yeah. bloom. I have no luck with moms. Uh, I've tried them would, in the ground. I've tried them in a pot. I, I have no luck with moms. That's something I did yesterday. I planted <clears> my, <throat> when I get when my moms get through blooming on the front porch, mm-hmm. I take them out, and I put them in a bed that I use for cutting. I plant them. I cut them off. I cut them to about four inches. And um, 
Then the next summer, I'll, in the spring, when they first come up, I'll cut them so they only get to four inches. Then I'll cut them to about six inches till the 4th of July. Then I let them go, and they bloom, and I use them as cut flowers. Hmm. Um, they do great for So me. then you, you never take them back out of the ground. They start off in I, pots. You enjoy them in because pots. Because they never look. They're treated with growth regulators, so they're never going to look exactly like they do in a pot. That's mm-hmm. just the way they are. But they're beautiful. In the, to me, they're pretty in the ground. You know when they're um, when they're grown naturally. Yeah, oh, I think so too. And they get so big. Yeah, and but I put them in a place where I'm just going to use them for cut flowers. I don't use them for landscape flowers, but that's oh, just me. Nice. How about what you, color all these, Nikki? I've got all colors. I've got orange, and I've got yellow, and I've got some red ones. So the I think the the red the red one are tougher for some reason. I have a lot. Lock underneath the crepe myrtle because the root system is really dense. Right. And the mom don't like to be in soggy nothing. Mm. Yeah. They just like to be uh, airy, airy. Yeah, mine are in good drainage. I mean, it's got real good drainage, but, uh, you know, I like them. And, Joe, you have luck with mums? I don't do mums. You, you know, I just, it, I eventually will, but I'm not a... I'm personally not a fan of yellow flowers for the most part, and I know moms come in different. I know that, I know that, but I think yellow and I think moms, and I just kind of you don't like yellow, not in flower, not really. So in foliage, I do, but I'm just not a. I mean, I love the. You don't like yellow pansies. No, that is against the law. That is that is interesting though. <laughs> you know, my I, mom, I have probably have deep problems here. We need to dig down. My something. mom doesn't like carnations, and that's just uh-huh. a thing with her. Color doesn't funny? matter, but Do it's a, like, like a funeral flower. So she's always just hated carnations. So I mean, your thing with yellow flowers, well, sub- you know. But then again, with rudbeckia and some native yeah. fl- yellow flowering, I love those. But I just I don't know why I have an aversion to. Yellow mums and yellow pansies. The reason I like yellow is because it brings everything out. It brightens. It does pop things. Yes. If you, I always tell everybody to look at the greenhouse and then close your eyes and what do you see? You see yellow. Oh. And so that's why I think it just pops. You're right. But just not for Joe. He doesn't get to look at it. (laughs) Well, Nicole, always good to talk to you. Good luck with everything, and of course we'll be back here next Saturday, and you'll call us back, right? Enjoy your day. Great. You You too. Bye, Nicole. Bye. All right, 404-872-0750 is the number to get in on the Lawn and Garden Show. Still lines available. Taking your calls until 9 o'clock. It's Ashley Frasca, Joe Lample, and Mickey Gazaway. We'll be back right after this on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. 624 on the Lawn and Garden Show. First, a quick check of the weather brought to you by Ackerman Security Systems. About 76 degrees today. Going to be pretty nice. Mostly cloudy, though. Look out for hit or miss thunder showers. Maybe a 40% chance of rain where you are. Overnight lows in the 60s. And tomorrow, much the same, 78 degrees, but near zero chance for rain. That's much better. Low of 59. Right now, it is 60 degrees on Peachtree Street. Ashley Frasca sitting in for lawn, uh, the Lawn and Garden Show. For Walter Reeves with Mickey Gasway, Joe Lample taking your calls, 404-872-0750. Thank you for waiting so patiently, Sarah, and coming. Good morning. Hey, good morning. What can we do for you this morning? 
Um, well, I'm not from Georgia, so I have a couple questions for people that uh, are transplants. Hmm. Um, when do you cut back crepe myrtles? Do you in the winter? If you're going to cut them back, cut them back when they're when they've lost their leaves and before they start sprouting again. So that would be you know any time like mid January through yeah, okay, a little bit later. Yeah. Okay, so it's too soon. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right, and then um, secondly, I have a, a sister who lives in California who's really big into plants, and she wants to come here and do a garden for my other sister who lives here. And she wants to come in November and December, and uh, wondering what kinds of plants she could put in the garden that will come back or come out in the spring and and summer next year. Just flowering plants or edibles? Yeah, she's interested in some color. Okay. Hmm. Well, you could plant... California has no idea what to do. (laughs) Right. There are not a a lot of perennials. Um, There are some winter ones that are uh, available, but the summer perennials, most of them are herbaceous, so they Mm -hmm. have died to the ground in the middle of the winter, you're not going to be able to find as many. Right. If you had a shade garden, you could do, there's some ferns that you could plant. You could plant. Um, Eucharist. Eucharist. Beautiful. Now, that would be gorgeous to plant. What was it? Eucharist. Coral bells. It starts with an H. It's H-E-U-C-H-E-R-A. Eucharist. Oh. Yeah. They're okay. beautiful. They almost, they almost remind you of um, coleus in the fact mm-hmm. that they're just leafy, mm-hmm. but there's so many brilliant colors. Yeah. Okay. So those are perennial. Uh, okay. Hellebores are beautiful to plant this time. Those are just things that are available. Right. And, and, okay. and that's going to be your challenge is yeah, trying to find, find things in the nursery that are going to be in color in the spring because they're not for sale now. I mean, they're just not out there. Of okay. course, if you come to Pikes today, we've got a lot of those perennials on sale because we're, oh. we need to get them out. So you need to go and Ooh. buy some before she gets here. There you go. <laughs> and now a lot of the things we just named do better in most part to mostly shady. Yeah, part shade. So you okay. have to keep that in mind, too. She's got a lot of trees, so that's yeah, That'd be good. Yeah, so if you if you want to, Sarah, today, head over to Pike Nursery and maybe get a list going. I know she's maybe not in town yet, but of things you could start thinking about. It is 628 on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Ashley Frasca sitting in for Walter Reeves. We'll be back right after news. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. And a good Saturday morning to you. We are back. That was really quick. Ashley Frasca sitting in for Walter Reeves this morning on Lawn and Garden here for another two and a half hours taking your lawn and gardening questions. 404-872-0750. Of course, couldn't do it without Joe Lample and Mickey Gasway from Pike Nursery helping us out this morning. And Joe Lample, host of Growing a Greener World that you can find on, on well... Usually on public television stations. Yeah, I mean, always on public television stations mm-hmm. around the country and Atlanta a little bit. Okay, good, yeah. good. But then online. Everywhere. It's growinggreenworld.com. All the episodes are there. See, that's really nice. And that's free, right? You just oh, yeah, 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 yeah. watch the episodes. Make it accessible. <laughs> Love it. Yes. Give the people what they want. Free Absolutely. Internet. That's good. All right, so before the break, we had Sarah in coming. And Sarah, I hope you're still listening. 
things to plant for when her sister comes in from out of town planting a garden for another sister. We failed to mention bulbs. Absolutely. Right? So that would be a really good thing. Obviously not instant reward there, but something to look forward to in the spring. So talk to me, guys, about... I kind of thought we missed the window on planting bulbs, but never really. It's not too late. The te- the soil temperature is what's important for bulbs, and it's just right now. Usually October and November, it's just right mm-hmm. here. And um, the roots will grow. You can plant them later than that, but they don't have as much chance to grow and develop a root system, and that's what you're looking for. Yeah, you just really miss out on that first-year flush right. of bloom after you plant them if, you, or if you're late. Yeah. I mean, they'll still do what they do, but they just won't be as spectacular that's in that, right. first, that first round of bloom. And do, do fertilize them when you plant them and fertilize them after they bloom. That makes a difference because the, after they bloom is when they're making the flower for next year. I always cut open a tulip every year and show everybody that there is actually a bloom inside that tulip, and it has to push its way out. Oh, wow. And some people so get so alarmed when they've done their fall bulbs and then the green starts to yeah. poke up from the ground right before we usually get a snow or an ice or a yeah. frost or something. They panic when they see yeah. that little green sticking up above yeah, the ground. No, There's super tough. To do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, can I just, it just prompted me to think of a tip for people that plant bulbs and sometimes the squirrels come along and they scratch oh. through the ground and okay. dig up mm-hmm. all the bulbs. Roll out a piece of fencing or cattle panel or something like a barrier over the top and put some bricks on it to anchor it down until everything starts to sprout. And by then, you've got good roots from your bulb, so nothing's really going to dig them up at that point. And then just lift away the, the roll of fencing or the cattle panel or whatever, but just creating that that ob- obstruction over that area where you've planted your bulbs really works. That is really Sounds good. Right. Attention all squirrels, if you are needing acorns for the winter, come to my house. (laughs) This large oak tree outside of our house, I mean, it's more acorns than I've seen in seven years. Do you have... I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's just ridiculous. So the the squirrels, they don't need to dig up your bulbs. They can come eat my acorns. That's all I'm saying. Do do you have problems with them bothering your daffodils? I mean, do they get your daffodils too, or do they just dig them up? I know they don't eat them, but... If I had daffodils, I'd be able to tell you that. Ah, but remember, I'm still flower. working on planting five at f- five at five acres. Yeah, and so oh, okay. I'm still on the shrubs and trees. I haven't really gone okay. into the bulbs and okay. things like that. Yeah, I love daffodils because they're so long lived. Mm-hmm. There, I was yeah. telling you earlier, we have daffodils that came from my family's farm. There hadn't been a house there in 75 years, and I've got daffodils that came from there. So that's so neat. And what about tulips too? Tulips are an annual here, yeah. Un- unless you right. get the very, very, very early blooming tulips, the species tulips, and they're kind of hard to find. We had a few at the store. I don't think we've got any more, but they're very small. They don't look like what we usually think of tulips. But what happens is tulips have to stay up for three months after our twelve weeks after they bloom in order to make a bloom for next year. So they'll come back. But they won't bloom. Oh, no. So that's the reason. But daffodils, and they, they have to stay up, and they shut down as soon as it gets 80 degrees. Mm-hmm. And it always gets 80 degrees of course. three months oh, here. Yeah, they're beautiful. Nice cut But they're beautiful. Too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I plant a few every year just for, I treat them as an annual. Yep. 404-872-0750 is the number that Cindy in Atlanta dialed to get through to Lawn and Garden. Good morning, Cindy. Good morning. What can we do for you? Um, I have um, bought a house recently, and it has these big, big old trees. And on the bottom of one of the trees, um, they had made a, a raised garden type thing around it. 
and put plants in there. Um, I was cleaning out the um, vines and stuff, and there's these huge mushroom-like things at the bottom of the tree. Are they, um, do they go horizontal? Like, are they almost big plate-looking mushrooms or like yeah. just tiny little capped yeah, mushrooms? Yeah, they're huge. And then beneath them is black ones. All right, diagnosis there, guys. I think it, I would have an arborist come out and look at it. Uh, I would. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it could. I don't worry about them. I think there's so much fungus and bacteria in the ground that's not a bad thing, and you've got life in your soil, and it, you, and because of that, you're going to have mushrooms. Now but they may be feeding on, if off. If they're the, on, if they're on the tree, that's one of the yeah. things. As an arborist, yeah, that's one of the things they look for. They're up above the uh, tree, the the ground. Oh. You know. Something is decomposing in order to make them, and that's one mm-hmm. of the things as an arborist that we look for is to make sure that you don't have the trees decomposing. And so they're you know, growing out the safe. side of the yeah. oak tree, Cindy. Yes. Oh, yeah. the bottoms. Yeah, uh, they're they're growing out from the side, right above the roots. Okay. And I don't know if uh, by putting that dirt around the bottom of the tree up uh, onto the bottom of the tree. Uh, Shouldn't have done that. Yeah, I, I yeah. wouldn't do that because no, the trees need it be trunks. A good idea? They had already done that. Uh, okay. Shows a way they used the like uh, the stacking stones, and uh, they come up about eight inches, I guess. Or well, I agree with Mickey on that one then because it's something something's dying that they're feeding off of. So mm-hmm. it's worth having it looked at. If, yeah, especially, especially those it's big, a big trees, tree, you right? Don't want it for just safety's sake. That's Absolutely. What I would do. So, how would the two of you go about getting in touch with an arborist? Uh, Mickey, you're an arborist. You would, you'd yeah. Go ahead. You, I would look at now. I would look as a certi- I'd right. look for certified arborist. You can, you can find it. And let me just say, because I'm not an arborist, but mm-hmm. I would say a certified arborist is definitely who you want to go for. Absolutely. Because they're not in the business to cut down trees. Right. They're in the business to save your trees and to give you good advice. And you pay them for that information. But they're, they, you know, they're not going to show up. And this is obviously not a disparaging comment to people that do, but oh, no. they're not going to show up with a pickup truck and a chainsaw ready to cut Just your tree cut down. down. You want the advice to know what to do and how to pr- protect right. your tree first. Yeah. Very good. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Cindy. Good luck with that. 404-872-0750. Good morning, Dot in Loganville. Hi, Dot. Hi, good morning. Hey, how can I we help you? I have a hydrangea that's dying back. The leaves are dark, but they have holes in them. And I bought this all summer. I've used neem oil. Can y'all tell me what else to do? What I would do is this fall, I would clean up around the bottom of it. This has been a year for spots and holes Mm. in every hydrangea. I've seen it all summer long. So I would clean up around the bottom this fall. Be sure you get all the the leaves off so you're not overwintering anything, any kind of uh, fungi or anything. And then... Next spring, when it starts putting le- new leaves on, the first time you see a, a a spot on it, then you need to start spraying it with a systemic fungicide. Um, there's one not not like Dacanil or anything like that because that's just a, a surface fungicide. You need to use something like Infuse or something like that. It's actually taken into the plant. And it works. You can keep it off of him. I, I haven't seen that it did a lot of damage. It just wasn't very pretty. It's, I think that's what I, I it agree. Was. It's just an ornamental mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Um, so no mulch. Don't take. I mean, move the mulch. Just clean it all up real good underneath it, especially get the leaves up. 
under the okay. egg. And, and clean right. the top part of the mulch off is probably what I'd do. Now, leave the leaves on and let them do yeah. their thing? Yeah, and they'll, but once they all fall off... Then you clean up after them. That's what I would. Yeah, do. I would just. Yeah, reduce the amount of exposure, future exposure from what could overwinter. But it's still an environmental issue that can show up with or without the cleanup. But the cleanup certainly does reduce your chances of seeing that again next year. But it's it's really just cosmetic, and yeah. I don't do anything on mine just because my tolerance level is higher for that. <laughs> but uh, okay. you know, you can you can do what Mickey says and and if circumvent some of the problem. Off. Are you under a sprinkler system? No. Okay, no. good. That's better, too. So a fungicide, as you recommended, Mickey, what is neem oil isn't a fungicide. That it, it is. It has it some is, properties for fungicidal protection. Um, Does it also deter pests? It's a repellent and a, and a fungicide. Yeah. It's kind of okay. a, a, a multi-purpose organic control. Uh, you know, there's mixed opinions on how well it works and it doesn't it's not the it's not the be-all end-all but it can be a good organic preventative to some of those options okay great thanks so much for the call dot up next we go to alpharetta north fulton county good morning linda hi good morning how can we help well i had bought some tropical bulbs and i think they're called fireball lilies Mm -hmm. and i have them outside in pots and i was wondering do i let them get killed by the frost or do I bring them in and let them die? Do I dig them up? What do I do? They're, it's, a, it's called blood lily, I think, and it is tropical. And what I would do is bring them in simply because they are in uh, native to much warmer regions of the country. And I wouldn't give them any opportunity to be exposed. If you have the ability to bring those in in a pot, I would just bring them in and, and reduce your chances of cold exposure killing what's underneath do I let the leaves die, or do I um, dig them up and let and put them back in a fresh pot next year? Uh, you know what? I've never grown them, but what I would think I would do is probably just leave them in the pot. If you have them in pots versus in the ground, I would just bring the pots in and make your life simpler and, and not water them because that you don't want them to rot and just let them die back naturally. Mm-hmm. No water all winter? No. Mm-mm. Not if they're going. Okay. Not if uh, if they die back, they're just going dormant, and they don't really need the water. Uh, so I would just bring them in and keep okay. them in the pots. That's that's okay. what I would. My gut tells me to do. Okay, thank you. Good, thank you, Linda. Thanks for the call. So I think that might be good after the break, guys. If also okay. we talk about um, I, right now with it being almost seventy nine degrees. <laughs> Our, our brains so quickly changed from, oh, my gosh, it's going to freeze. I need to bring things into, oh, well, now I'm relaxed. It's going to be warm mm-hmm. again. But maybe here coming up after the break, we'll talk about when and how to bring things in and kind of protect those tropicals from the winter weather that we know is going to come sooner mm-hmm. rather than later, I'm sure. And, folks, remember, we are in weekend mode. Remember to pick up your Sunday Atlanta Journal-Constitution for in-depth news coverage and, my favorite part, $253 in coupon savings. So pick up a copy of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution while you're out this weekend. It is 648 Lawn and Garden Show. We will be back right after this. Stay tuned. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend and the southeast largest news team is here for you first thing monday morning when you head back to work news 95.5 and am 750 wsb now back to walter reeves the lawn and garden advice you need
Five minutes till the top of the hour. Ashley Frasca sitting in for Walter Reeves, Lawn and Garden Show from the Ackerman Security Weather Center. 76 degrees today is about where you'll be mostly cloudy, though. 40% chance of rain. If it rains at my garage sale, I'm going to be pretty upset. Overnight lows in the 60s. Tomorrow, now a near zero chance of rain. Much better, 78 degrees. A low of around 59. It's hovering right around 59, 60 degrees here on Peachtree Street. We're in the studios at News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB with Joe Lynn. Mickey Gasway taking your calls for the next two hours, 404-872-0750. We don't even really do any show prep, guys. Like, we just kind of start talking in the breaks, and we're like, that's good. Or, like, the callers have spurned us on to different things that we want to talk about. So, thanks to the last caller, I believe it was Linda, got me to thinking, I did not bring anything in like a week and a half ago when we had a couple of nights where we were around 33, 32 degrees. Didn't kill anything, luckily, but I've got, you know, like pineapple in a pot and aloe in a pot on the back deck. And I know a lot of people with their citrus trees and stuff like that. And you said caladiums, too. Like, there are things that you really need to start thinking, get out there in the next couple of weeks and get ahead of the cold weather and bring it in. So kind of a, I know it's hard to give me a general rule of thumb, but... How should we do that? How do we get the garage ready, and what do we need to do to bring stuff in? The caladiums, the problem is, is the soil temperature. When the soil temperature gets cold, they rot. They can't handle cold weather. So I I just bring mine in and let them sit in the garage, just lay them out with the leaves and all for uh, a week or so, and then I just cut the leaves off and I put them in a paper bag and... Sometimes I'll dust it with sulfur, but not usually. Now, there are things like elephant ears. Like, those do fine. I keep those in the ground. I keep... Depends uh, on the variety. Canna lilies. Mm -hmm. Okay. And now, what I'll do oftentimes, things that I can keep in the ground, I'll kind of mound some pine straw over them just to kind of protect them. But what are your thoughts on when to bring in, like, citrus trees and the things that people really... That are important to them that they don't want to Before kill. frost, I think definitely with the citrus and the tropicals, definitely before the frost and get them into a... A sunny window and just moderate water, not very much, and uh, and they should be fine. But yeah. you know, we, sometimes we love our plants to death, and yeah. we really treat we treat them more than we need to. It's just it's just really, I think the key is is not giving them enough water so they rot. Yeah, and, you know, you really need to back off on that. And that's sometimes counterintuitive because you know we're out there watering all the time, but you bring them in, they want to go into a state of semi dormancy or dormancy, and part of that means stop watering. Right. All right. Good advice, good advice. And you know you can always find good advice here on the Lawn and Garden Show every Saturday. Call us anytime. That's why we're here. It's coming up on 658. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back with more of your calls next on Lawn and Garden. Stay tuned.